Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast coming to you from the Super Speed Golf Studios. My name is Marty Griffin and one thing that you can take away from your experience with Super Speed Golf is the absolute game-changing ability of the non-dominant swings in their training protocols. One thing that people really underestimate, they just don't realize how these different training protocols are going to affect them. Yes, we're going to increase your swing speed. Yes, it's going to make you hit the ball farther. But one of those unforeseen, just kind of serendipitous benefits is the fact that the non-dominant side swings give you so much more balance and stability in your swing that you have far more control and you're swinging the club faster. So it's really a win-win. If you want 10% off your entire order from superspeedgolf.com, all you have to do is use promo code Golf Strategy School, and we will get you those savings. Let's jump into today's episode. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. Hey there, it's Marty back with you again. I want to say thank you to everybody who reached out by email after our first video. Huge outpouring. I have a whole bunch of people to help play better golf now, which I absolutely love. And what I wanted to do with this 19th hole feature, because, well, everybody kind of enjoyed that little Christopher Walken thing that I did. And no, I'm not going to do Christopher Walken for the whole video That'll get pretty old really quick. Uh, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to take one of our user questions and I wanted to answer it for you. So this comes from Kevin in Massachusetts. Uh, hey, Marty, was psyched to see your video that you're restarting the podcast. Uh, I'm about an 18 to 19 handicapper now. I work my butt off, usually on the range three times a week, and then another hour or two of putting per week. I took lessons all winter over 2018 and into the first half of the season with one of our uh, top 10 golf teachers in our state. I ended up getting a spine injury, likely from overworking on the swing, and had to take the remainder of the season off. This past winter, I again worked with a different highly rated instructor and thought I was in a good place. But the start of the season was one of my highest rounds I can ever remember, 114. Yikes! I mainly struggle with solid contact when I'm out on the course, a lot of tops, and despite all the off-season work where I'll hit it great, there's too much forgiveness hitting off of mats. 
Going a little further down here in Kevin's email, I found a huge disconnect between knowing how the swing should look, i.e. coming from the inside on the downswing, versus how I'm actually getting it to happen. So, Kevin, when we see things like this, there's good things. You're getting instruction from a professional. That's fantastic. You're an 18 to 19 handicapper, so there probably is actual structural swing changes that can help you out. But, you know, when we talk about how to play the game, I want you to work on playing your shot instead of grinding for hours and hours and hours on the range. You know, you mentioned that you had this injury that really put a hamper on your season last time. When we see circumstances like this, people kind of overworking, I like to call it rake and fire, where people just pull ball after ball after ball, and they're just rapid fire going through all those golf balls. They're not learning anything with their swing. They're performing exercise. And like you said, it can sometimes lead to injury. What I would rather see you do is short focus practices that have one objective in mind. And the objective that I think you need to have in mind at the outset here is to learn how to play your shot. Now, I know you said that you're topping a lot of shots right now, and you think it might be because you're still on mats uh, up in Massachusetts. I know here in Wisconsin, we're still on mats as well. In April, uh, we actually had a foot of snow on, I want to say it was like April 10th. So that sucked. Uh, Definitely delayed the golf courses a little bit. But there's still some things that you can do, even if you're on mats, to help kind of learn how to play your shots in those different situations. So the biggest thing is to do simulated rounds. So if you have a scorecard, an old one, a new one, doesn't matter. Heck, if you want to go grab the Augusta scorecard, <laughs> you could do that. That might be a neat thing to do. Kind of test yourself on, on kind of how you would play with Augusta laying out on a driving range in front of you. But what I want you to do is just go hole by hole through the scorecard and simulate as if you're playing that hole. Now, this means doing everything just the way you would if it were a real golf course. So every shot has intention. Every single time, you're going to stand behind the ball. You're going to do your whole pre-shot routine. You're going to take however many practice swings you take. You're going to do everything exactly the same as you always would. And then you're going to be fully committed and try to hit that shot. And then what you're going to do is you're going to see wherever that landed. You're going to have to lay out some type of mock fairway for yourself. You're going to have to see where it landed and then roughly how far it went and then play your next shot from there. Now, one thing I would love to see you practice in this situation is to try to get a more realistic sense of what your abilities are. So if you have your normal course that you play, go ahead and take that card and play it. But instead of having that expectation that you're going to hit every par 4 and 2, you're going to hit every par 5 and 3, that is the expectation for pretty much professional golfers. That is not the expectation for an 18 or 19 handicap. What we need to do is we need to make that expectation more realistic by essentially changing the size of the target. So what I want you to do is to follow this method. And this is actually coming from... Uh, an interview that I did with Will Robbins back on the podcast where he talked a lot about how you know people don't need to change their golf swing in order to actually improve their game. And I'm a firm, firm believer in how he teaches this. 
though the way that I've kind of adapted it is to have different expectations for different par holes. So if you have a par five, I want your goal, your on in regulation to be to get within 100 yards in three shots. You don't have to hit the green. You just have to be within 100 yards in three shots. What that does is it removes the bad decision making from your game. So let's say you're playing a par five that's 480 yards long. You hit your first shot, it goes 210 yards. All right, we've got 270 yards left. You said you've kind of struggled with the tops. All right, let's say we get over our next shot. We kind of duff it, kind of top it. It only rolls 50 yards. Now we've got 220 yards left. I don't want you to take your three wood or your five wood or your hybrid or whatever your 220 yard club is and think that you have to hit the green. I want you to say, hey, my goal is to get within 100 yards in three shots. I am sitting 220 yards away in two. That means I only have to go 120 yards. You get down within 100 yards in three shots, and now the only thing you have to worry about is getting into the cup in three shots to make a bogey. Now, why is this important? Well, by taking that aggressive shot out of your hands from 220 yards, what it does is it eliminates the catastrophic result. So you said you shot 114 at your first round of the year. Well, there were probably a couple catastrophic numbers on that card, weren't there? Be honest. You can, you can say it right in the comments. You know, was it, how many eights were on the card? How many nines were on the card? Because you don't usually get to 114 by just having double bogeys. So if you can eliminate that catastrophic result by just completely removing the possibility of that ultra-aggressive approach, you're, you're taking an automatic step without changing a darn thing in your swing towards that improved result. So now you're sitting at, let's say, 100 or 90 yards. You just got to get on the green and then into the cup in three shots, and you've got your bogey. For par fours, let's take a look at those. Par fours, I want you within 75 yards in two. So again, we're taking our target, which is the green. That's the expectation for professionals. We are now expanding it out to a 75-yard zone where you can make a comfortable approach to the green. Now, let's say we're playing a 380-yard par four. Tell me, just drop it right there in the comments. Do you think you could get on a 75-yard large green in two shots from 280 yards? Sure. Just hit a, you know, a five iron off the tee, go 160, 170. You do the same thing again, and you're right within that zone. Now you've taken the driver out of your hands in this circumstance, and you don't have to hit this, you know, maybe it's a sharp dogleg hole where you could run into trouble if it's a dogleg left and you have a slice. I know what it's like to play those holes. It sucks not knowing where the ball's going to come down. Eliminate that variable. Take a shorter club. Just get within 75 yards in two. And then you can, again, just focus on getting down in three. 
As you can probably guess, based off, off of our progression, par threes, I want you to get within 50 yards on your first shot. This very well could be where you feel the most pressure because you only have one crack at it. But again, all we're doing is we're playing, just like Dr. Bob Rotella says, we're playing the conservative shot with a confident sway. So this is going to allow you to be much more confident over the shots. Uh, you know, when we see stuff like topping the ball, it could be because you're putting all this extra pressure of the unrealistic expectations on yourself. If I now tell you that you've only got to get within 50 yards on 170-yard par 3, well, now you can club down to maybe a 6-iron or a 7-iron and just take that nice three-quarters confident, solid contact swing. Get yourself down within 50. Maybe sometimes you get up and down. Maybe sometimes you don't. It's all, it takes a lot of that pressure off yourself. It eliminates the catastrophic results. Every once in a while, you're going to get up and down for a par. And it's a surefire way to eliminate those blow-up holes, which are what produces these really big outlandish numbers. So, Kevin, I hope this works for you. Uh, I, will, I will pour you a glass here, buddy. Thank you for sending an email. I appreciate the contact. Let me know how that works for you. And then we will be back here again to check in once you follow up with me. Until next time, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you try this for your game. It's really important to shift that perspective and just change the goal from hitting the green regulation to getting within 100 yards on a par 5 in 3 and getting within 75 on a par 4 in 2 and getting within 50 on a par 3 in 1 because what it does is it keeps you from following up a bad shot with a dumb one. And if we can eliminate those catastrophic holes, we're well on our way to either breaking 100 or breaking 90. Now that you find yourself within our new regulation, all you have to do is lean on your short game to get you home. And if you're still struggling to break 100 and you're still struggling to break 90, I guarantee you that you need help with your short game. So all you got to do is head over to golfstrategyschool.com. I have recorded three custom lessons that I will give you for free. All you got to do is sign up for our email list and I will send those to you. And this will help you build confidence in your short game. It will help you build some creativity into your short game. And it will help you build experience into your short game. So golfstrategyschool.com, sign up for our three free lessons and we'll get those over to you so you can start shooting lower scores with these focused practices and play more confident golf. The last thing I want to remind you of is to subscribe to the podcast and we will let you know when those May giveaways start. So make sure your ears are open and your ears are on. Super Speed Golf is going to be giving away some of their products as well as a couple extra things that I'm still working on to toss into this giveaway. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're on our email list so you can be signed up for this giveaway as soon as possible. You can get as many entries as possible and hopefully you can walk away with some awesome new swag. Until next time, everybody, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers. Man, I love me some Guinness. Downside about these 19th hole numbers is I've got the drinks right below me. I don't really want to talk that much. I'd rather just have a drink. <laughs>
All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.